This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone, so let's connect and heal our vibe within. Hey, what's up guys? Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen, and what's going on out there? How's your New Year's going? How is your 2020 treating you so far? It's pretty intense, if you ask me. Um, I feel like my head is kind of in the clouds right now, to be honest. As I'm recording this, I'm wondering to myself, should I wait in to record this intro? But I guess I'm not. I'm just going to keep it this way. So you're stuck with me in this little weird mood I'm in. Um, but what perfect episode are we in it's about tarot which can get kind of weird and it's about Saturn return and the wild synchronicities and traumas that all kind of intertweave intertweave intertwine together and this episode is with my dear friend Emma if you don't follow her shirt her Instagram is evolve with Emma She is a tarot reader, clairvoyant, she is a speaker and a writer, and she has been in the world of tarot reading for several years. She's a dope soul. I 
the minute I was connected with her, I felt a very strong like alignment to her. It was very, very strange. Somebody in my past linked me to her um, and I and I just got this intuitive hit to go check out her Instagram. I mean, I get people people are requesting and recommending Instagrams all the time. So I mean, you know, but her name stuck to me for some reason. We find out um, our birthdays are one day apart, same year, same everything. So we're a lot alike. And you know how that goes when you meet someone who you just vibe with, you vibe with them. There's no bullshit. I've never met her in person, but we have had a friendship for about two years. And we have been close with everything that we've been going through, especially sad in return. So it was really cool to sit down with her and um, talk about tarot trauma childhood trauma triggers we talk deeply about triggers we talk about you know spirituality and mental health and relationships this is there's something in this episode for everyone i really feel um i feel like you're gonna enjoy it let me know what you think it means a lot to me if you subscribe to the podcast because that is what tells itunes Um, what's up with the podcast the numbers the subscribers the rates and the reviews that all matters but subscribe and listen to it through itunes if you can i I know i love spotify too um, but if you listen to it through itunes i've heard that is where more information is channeled through and that is how the podcast rise to the surface and thrive so i love you guys thank you so much for supporting me this far and just to let you know The Vibe Within is a little over a year old now, so how dope is that? Thank you so much for just being part of it, and the podcast is going to have some really awesome guests, and, you know, just thank you. If there's anything I can do for you, if you want to connect, you know where to find me. Everything's in the show notes, so let's just get right into the episode with Emma. I think, like, just a lot of shadow work especially surrounding like my mother and I think like so my friend who's an astrologer she was like north noticing cancer like you know right now it's all about like the mother healing and like healing our relationships with you know the mother and that sort of thing and it makes complete sense like I mean, even before she told me or like she explained it to me, I'm like, I think a huge reason why I had to move back in with my parents. I mean, if we're looking at the bigger picture, a huge part and a huge reason why was that so I could see just how much I am like my mom, because it's not that I don't love my mom. And I mean, we've had a lot of ups and downs, but I think when I see her interact with her husband like my stepdad and how I interact with my partner and you know not just him just like in my past relationships and just like every single fucking relationship I've ever had I'm like yeah goddamn you know like and I and and it's not that I don't and I used to always say like I don't want to be like her I don't want to be like I'm like Oh my God, like I am actually just like her. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's a good thing because now I'm like, I know where I'm like, okay, well, this is like 
going to be my life 30 years down the road. Is that really what I want? <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. Are these the kind of relationships I want to engage in? Yeah. Hell no. Like, no. So I recently went through that too. Right. Cause you moved back to Philly. Yeah. So, yes. but what you just said, um, completely resonates with me cause I was around my mom and my stepdad when I visited just for like, it was a few days. It wasn't anything crazy, but, um, and then even, even though we have our own lives, even though we think we're our own person, we are so conditioned and I'll say things and I'll do things with my face and my mannerisms and just like the most simple things that I don't realize I do that my mom did growing up. Like, like, you know, she has anger issues. She, she was on antidepressants and anti-anxiety medications when I was going through high school and middle school. So like a lot of the things that we, we aren't aware of are hitting our consciousness now because we're going through the whole Saturn return thing and that whole consciousness and awareness. So Yeah, and so I remember when you told me, I don't exactly remember when it was. I don't know if Egypt was born yet, but you were like, we're going through a Saturn return. And I was like, no, it was like Saturn was in Sagittarius like two or <laughs> three years ago. Like, what are you talking about? We've already been through it. And I'm like, because for me, like one of my biggest awakenings happened when I was 25, when I left my, um, a long-term relationship at the time. And it was a huge awakening. And I knew at the time, like, I was listening to, like, Michelle Knight. And she was like, oh, you know, Saturn's been in Sagittarius, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's been such a hard few years. Woohoo, got over it. And I was like, yay, like, that shit's done. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that was just the beginning. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, so now it's kind of like, so when you were telling me, I was like, what is she talking about? No. Like Saturn's not in Sagittarius anymore. Saturn's gone, you know. Now we're Jupiter's in Sagittarius. Like things are awesome. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so then, you know, this whole like last 18 months have been a fucking ride, seriously. And, you know, the closer it got to like that exact degree, it was like, I literally felt like Saturn was like pushing me in a corner, but like not Saturn necessarily, but just like the universe, like pushing me in a corner and being like, is this what you want? Like, is that really what you want? You know? And I was like, uh, I don't know what's going on. Like, what are you That's exactly <laughs> and, how I felt too. And when I spoke, when I finally spoke with Candace and I showed her my natal chart, she was like, dude, you're having your Saturn return. And I was like, okay, please clarify that because as far as I know, <laughs> like it's not in such serious she's like no 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 you're talking about nail chart and I was like oh my god really like am I ever gonna get a break <laughs> she's she was like yeah if you listen to Saturn I was like what like yeah. what are you talking about but, that's how I described it too was that all these things were just I felt like I kept getting pushed on the ground and then helped back up and then pushed on the ground again and then like slapped around and then like mm-hmm. something good would happen and then everything would crumble again. So it's like we're coming out of these like trenches because it's it's really hard to trust the universe when you keep getting knocked down and then put back up. You're like, okay, well, you know, who can I trust? What can I trust? When, when are things just going to go wrong again? And Right, kind of waiting for like the other shooter drop. Yeah. And I've been watching your journey from, from afar and I guess to take it back a little bit, um, to let our listeners know, like how, 
how we met kind of, and then a little bit about you and, and what you do, because what you do is so inspiring. And that's actually how I, you know, got linked to you. I know. When I was um, 25, I guess, I was in like a relationship for like five years. Um, like the worst of the worst, really. But it taught me so much about myself, like, you know, going through that sort of abuse and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's such an intimate relationship. Um, but again, you know, and when I look back and I mean, it, I don't, that's when I would say like my biggest awakening, except for the one I'm going through right now happened. You know, I started seeing 1111 a lot. And I mean, I was aware of my abilities, like, you know, being clairvoyant and, you know, clairsentient and all that sort of thing. I was very much aware that I had these developed, very developed abilities. When I was like 18, 19, I met two renowned psychics and they were both like, you were a psychic, you know, like you're clairvoyant. That's what you're going to do one day. Like, that's going to be a huge part of your career. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't think so. Like I'm a hairdresser, you know? Um, and it took me a long time to kind of come to terms with that just because like growing up, like, I mean, my, uh, uh, my grandparents, they're not my grandparents, but they're like my uncle, my aunt, they're both past, highly like super religious. He was, you know, he wasn't a priest, but like sort of like a monk, it's like similar to a monk, I guess. Your, your grandfather or your uncle? He, he was my, well, he was like my great uncle, cool. but like okay. they were like my grandparents basically. Mm-hmm. So, and then my aunt was a nun and, you know, very highly religious people, you know, all that sort of thing. Um, so, so it wasn't I don't really like it wasn't really spoken about like spirituality in that sense, like no. abilities and all that. I don't know. And like my dad's a Capricorn, like no, like my and my look at my dad, like his his parents were like the only book they've ever read was the Bible, mm. you know. And my dad, the fact that he liked rock and roll and like disco and all that sort of thing, he was like you know into the devil's music, right? My dad didn't give a shit though. Um, but it was never talked about like spirituality or religion or anything like that. And I mean, I've always seen spirit. Like it's never been like, to me, I thought it was normal. Like I thought everybody saw, you know, orbs. And I think when I was around 12, I started to see like auras. I woke up one day, I went to school and I came back home and I was like, mom, I think I need glasses. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen an aura, like somebody's aura. Um, but everything has an aura. It's not just, you know, me and you literally everything has an aura. So but it was it was so sudden and I didn't know what that was like you know even I, I think I started hearing about auras when I was like 20 and I was like oh like other people see that too I guess then you know like I, I kind of started to feel like okay, I'm not the only one you know yeah. um but still like very taboo and just like not talked about nobody talked about it like yeah. I knew nobody that you know nobody talked about even in high school i think if people like if i were to go to high school today people would be talking about tarot cards right and, of course you know all that sort of thing because now it's so like it's not taboo anymore and i think a huge reason for that is because of the internet i mean it still has some taboo attached to it and i think you know more and more people are becoming open to that but i also feel like it has a bit of a downside in the sense that now 
like you like let's say like a Sephora they had like a sage kid and like a beginner like I was yeah. like Ugh. yeah things are becoming yeah. way more mainstream now exactly so you know and I think a huge responsibility like for say somebody like me or even you or anybody is to educate mm-hmm. um and that's and- what you do on dude okay so <laughs> your Instagram is one of my favorite tarot Instagrams and actually the probably the first one that I ever really got into. Yeah. Yeah. Because, um, um, one of my friends that I went to art school with, uh, she came and took one of my yoga classes one day and she was the one who referred me to follow you and, and read your readings. And it was the craziest, weirdest synchronicity because the day that she came to, I did like a private session with her and she, basically was channeling my dead friend and because he like showed up during our session and she was like you know he's talking to me and she's very clairvoyant obviously and it really shook me to my core and she was like okay go I recommend this girl Emma and I was like all right I'm gonna go like like read all her stuff and then it just so happens that me and you have like pretty much the same birthday one day apart same year same everything I start watching your lives I'm like yo this this chick knows what the fuck is up like I'm on your level completely you're not all wooey you're like real down to earth like you curse you're just like splaying out the facts and I really liked the way that you did your lives so that leads me to this question when did you actually start doing tarot and would you say that what the break the breakup or did it require like a rock bottom for you to like actually get into that that tarot life tarot life, <laughs> tarot life. you know tarot life hashtag yeah, that's why i was thinking that's why i started <laughs> laughing so i i got my first deck when i was 22 i believe uh, I went to like a metaphysical store, like um, in Gatineau, where I live, and I told the guy, I was like, "Oh, like I'm kind of interested in getting a tarot deck." And I know, like, this is huge in the like tarot community and like just tarot in general. You're not supposed to apparently to get your own tarot deck, but I mean, I got my own tarot deck, and I'm not going to hell. So yeah. <laughs> you can buy your own first. You know, if you want to buy your first deck, that's totally cool. You pick the one you're drawn to, the one you like. There's no rules. Yeah, whatever. Get the one you like. A superstition. Yeah, it totally. Well, I don't know where that comes from, to be honest. I bought my own, my first one, and whatever. Yeah. It can be an Oracle deck, too, if that's what you, you know, I have both. I use both. I love both uh, for different reasons. And then, so I got my first one, and you know, I kind of flipped through it, and, and it's funny, because I don't have that deck anymore. I actually spilt coffee last winter on it, and I was, like, super bummed out, but I was like, you know what? It served its purpose, so right. I let it go. I threw it out. That was it. Um, so I, I kind of looked at the images and I was like, Ugh, you know, I kind of put it away, didn't really touch it. And then when I was living in Northern Alberta, before I left my, my, um, relationship at the time, I, I started kind of like reading like the guidebook and just kind of getting into it. But again, like I wasn't really feeling, I wasn't really feeling it. It was odd. Uh, I do remember though, I, I, I had pulled the eight of wands. And that was about like two weeks before I left, before I moved. So it's just, you know, again, synchronicity, right? Because, you know, the eight of wands is like travel, you know, fast movement, communication, things finally lining up, that sort of thing. That's a very basic um, 
descriptive. That's what you could call it. So then I moved back home. I left that relationship. I was living with my dad for like four and a half months in a two bedroom apartment with like a 160 pound dog, my kid. And finally I got my own place. My mom moved in with us um, just to kind of help out. Cause I mean, I didn't really, I didn't even have a job at the time, you know? Um, my life was like, I mean, it'd been crazy for so long, but then it's kind of like when you're not in crazy, it kind of feels uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everything was so up in the air. I didn't have a job. I didn't have anything. And I think it's at that point I started to like kind of play with it and try to kind of see like, when am I going to get a job or, you know what I mean? Like I started to kind of play into that and I would kind of see how like the cards would reflect my daily life like the link between like let's say the traditional sense or the traditional um not description but I guess description mm-hmm. and just to kind of see how I reflect on my daily life so that's kind of how I started to play with my tarot cards mm-hmm. um and then I started reading for my friends mm-hmm. just at home just for fun and I mean the amount of pregnancies marriages new houses jobs and shit that I predicted is just ridiculous so I was like yeah you know I actually like this tool because I mean, like I said, I've always been very clairsentient, clairvoyant. Like I, I don't need tarot to like kind of see what's going to happen in the future. Like I just see things. That's just right. how my spirit, my body translates energy for me. Right. Okay? I mean, so it's, people, it's your channel. It's your medium of art or, you know, right. It's just the way. I don't need, and some people are like, how can I develop? And I'm like, I have no fucking idea, to be honest. Like, I can give you like tips and tricks, but like what works for you and what works for me is not going to be the same. Like, I'm just born this way. Like, and it sounds really corny, but that's just, I was just born like this. I can't explain it. I can't. Yeah. I can't tell you how I, how to read. Yeah. I feel like also like with tarot readers, you can, I, time, like you can't just, become a tarot reader overnight it's like you have to put in the time put in the put in like the work to understand the cards and like when I see your readings I can totally tell that you have you have a bond and you have a relationship with the cards because you know exactly the energy that's coming through and it's like so detailed and so like and and it's like putting the cards together too like you can know the you can know the meaning of a card, but then when cards are together in a spread, it can mean something else. So it's like a whole different right. world. And I, yeah. And I think like another thing too, is like, even though like, let's say for example, I just cut the deck, we have the four swords, like there can be so many meanings. Like, yeah, and it took me a long time to actually see this in this card. Like there's people playing outside here through like a glass, but is it, is it just a glass painting or is it actually like a reflection from outside? Right. Like it can go so far and so deep. Like for me to say like, there's just more meaning is a, like, that would be like cheating, you, not cheating, but it would, I'm trying to find the right word and I can't find it. It's bothering me, but it's like, there's can be so many meanings. Like I remember once I had pulled this card before my, you know, my son was going away with his father one weekend and I mean this you know this is somebody resting right and that's how I kind of saw it I was going to get a break that weekend right mm-hmm. so but I mean this could be somebody in a hospital like in a hospital bed you know recovering from a surgery this could mm-hmm. be somebody in the, you know in a jail cell it could mean this could be somebody 
in a coffin who knows right? right so and i think that's kind of like the beauty of having you know so many gifts or not i don't i don't like to say gifts because i think we all have you know psychic abilities we honestly do like we're all made from the same stardust like we all come from the same place and you know and that's why i, I hate to say gifts i think it's more of an ability it's like a muscle the more you mm-hmm. practice it the better you trust it right yes of course i, I agree with that completely and I, I and i and like right now even through my saturn return like i'm really you know asking myself the hard questions like who am i like what am i and and i'm saying that because i feel so connected to the universe or like you know for lack of better words god uh, and you know when i say god it's not um you know the bible and you know some yeah. guy with a ruler who's gonna punish me when i go to judgment day like i don't mean it like that it's just it's the, the space between me and the wall you know yeah. like you know that connection of being so grounded and present and, and i'm starting to realize like and i say that there's like a feather flying around of course <laughs> of course um do you think that this saturn return that we're gonna let's let's dive into this so I know, I actually do know the exact moment that my Saturn return started. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Um, So I'm wondering, what is the moment that that you knew, oh, oh, fucking shit's hitting the fan right now? Until Candace told me, like, you're going through your Saturn return. But when I think back and I look back, I can pinpoint exactly when that was. And it was about well i mean when it started like two years ago right yeah and i came back from a trip to jamaica and i found out my mom was sick she you know has heart failure and all that sort of stuff um and when i look back on everything that's happened since like huge purging transformation and i mean for me personally my exact degree was like early september and shit really hit the fan at that point you know and like i'm gonna be honest like i don't even know if i'm comfortable like talking about like the details oh yeah you don't have to at all yet yeah just because i don't even know yeah like i'm not i'm I'm still like processing processing going back and forth with some of the stuff that's kind of happened in my life but Mm -hmm. i do know that especially the last year i have been freaking humbled like mm-hmm. yeah. humbled like saturn yeah. has sat my ass down and been like you want to know what, what <laughs> you've been doing what's going on what you have been healed okay you want to run no you're not gonna run no more you know that's her voice down. that like, is her fucking voice and yeah, you're gonna and- sit your ass down and you're gonna fucking listen and you're gonna fucking heal all the shit that you've been suppressing your whole fucking life yeah you're gonna stop being you know front not and putting it under the rug stop yeah. wasting your time yeah. dude um, 100% it's been humbling and i mean <laughs> through some of this stuff like i mean i don't want to say like i was suicidal or anything like that but i was just like mm. is this ever going to fucking end because i don't yeah. know if i can take much more of it no you know? that's completely normal what i was going to say when you just said like suicidal that i was already thinking that you know i've read so many things heard so many podcasts about saturn return and this hero's journey type thing like we're we're at this point in our life we're kind of like the archetype that's going through the the really big storm and with (laughs) that comes the depression so i i know personally i have it's been like 
it's kind of been like a bipolar depression to be honest like like and it's like okay when things are going great i'm like super high i feel like almost high on drugs and then when things start to like not work out i'm like completely low and that's actually been the, the biggest challenge is to like like work with even when things are not going according to plan to still be able to tap into that happiness well it's all about perspective right like yeah. it's it's how you look at it but i mean when you're being thrown a curveball like every five seconds it's like holy crap you know and i don't know about you but saturn is in my seventh house which is all about relationships well i mean it's right on my descendant basically so um no i mean and and i mean i and i don't know about you and i'm really I'm, i can only speak from my experience and what i'm going through but i mean you know egypt was born june 11th and you know, now she's, she's going to be six months on my birthday on December 11th. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, the depression part, um, you know, people around me are like, Oh, it's, you know, it's just postpartum. I'm like, no man, like it's not postpartum. Like, sure. The hormones probably play somewhat of a part in it, but I'm like, no, it's more than that. Like it's, it's, it's a total like soul shattering, like, yep. you know, wall shattering, you know, I don't even know how to like explain it into words. Like I'm, I'm trying to explain it. And it's like, it's, it's, it's me being forced, like being thrown in a corner. I mean, like yeah. pay attention. Your shit. When you said it, like, relationships, like it, it's not only like for, for anyone who is going through their Saturn return or the shadow work, um, it doesn't have to just be like your romantic relationship partner because nope. nope. I've been single for two years and I'm dealing with relationships in all other aspects, roommates, my mm -hmm. dad, my mom, my sister, yep. me and my yep. sister didn't see each other for, we haven't seen each other in a year. We haven't, we didn't speak for several months and then we're slowly starting to build our relationship back up just because I was, you know, like a lot of, a lot of that shadow work was coming through our relationship and she was calling me out and I wasn't happy with it. And a lot of things that I was questioning my self-worth because when people in your life start to nitpick the way that you are, you start, all your walls start to break down and you, you're just, you're just naked and you're mm -hmm. like, okay, well then what am I, what, what am I, who am I, am I worth love? And you start questioning everything you know, oh. am I going to change? Is this going to be over? Is this depression going to be over? Am I going to meet someone? Like all, it's all these questions and you kind of feel like, yeah, like it, this is never going to end. And then once you kind of surrender to that, once it's hard, but once I surrendered yeah. to that, I was like, all right, then I'm just going to work on myself. And yeah. And I mean, and I, and I think like, and like you said, it's not just entire relationships. This episode is brought to you by Tonic Vibes CBD. Tonic offers CBD blends that use organic, sun-grown hemp flower from their family-run farm in upstate New York. Their original formulations were first developed by Tonic's founder, Brittany Carbone, to help manage her own anxiety and depression that she was suffering with herself. Combining plant-based ingredients like ashwagandha, black seed oil, lemon balm, and passion flower, their soulfully crafted botanicals work with the CBD to restore our body's essential balance. 
The magic is in the love and intention that goes into each of their products from seed to shelf. And I have personally been using their tinctures for almost two years now. It's one of the first companies that I actually reached out to and was super interested in their company because I love their marketing, I love their Instagram. I am obsessed with all that, obviously, since I went to school for that. Um, and I loved how they were packaging their stuff. It has a really um, light vibe when I look at their Instagram and it's female owned. It's a family owned small company uh, and it's just amazing. It's one of my top tincture companies that I work with and my favorite tinctures are the OG tincture, the tonic OG, that has ashwagandha in it, black seed oil, tastes so good. Um, it's more of an awakening, uplifting tincture. I like to take it in the morning. And then I love their chill one, which is not as sweet. Um, it has the passion flower and lemon balm in it still, but it's more of a nighttime tincture. And of course, you can take these during the day as well in, in the morning, but that's just how I do it, and I love their tinctures so much. They also do little roll-on topicals, and they are doing CBD flower as well. So I really recommend getting into Tonic as it's one of my favorite companies. Obviously, I have them sponsoring the podcast, and I love them so much. So if you want to check out tonicvibes.com, you can go purchase anything from their website and use discount code GYPSYLOVE for a discount at checkout. That's tonicvibes.com, and you can use discount code GYPSYLOVE, G-Y-P-S-Y-L-O-V-E, for a discount at checkout. When we walk into this Saturn return, quote unquote, or whatever, whatever awareness conscious phase of life that you're in, you're going to mm-hmm. be, you're going to be noticing how you're reacting. And that's like, oh shit. Like, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like you step out of yourself for a minute and you're like, I'm reacting like my mom or my dad. I'm, why am I reacting like this? Why is this person who's Dude, doing dishes <laughs> like why is this person who's doing dishes yeah. right now upsetting me so much is it something that happened in my childhood because like for mm-hmm. example for example absolutely when I'm in my house and I have I have I've had roommates this is this is life I, I you know I can't afford a place on my own right now and I like having roommates it's okay but I sometimes react to things and I'm like oh my god I can't believe that they're making so much noise right now and this and that and I'm like why because when I was growing up my mom she's an empath. She's, she, any sound, any, you know, any heightened kind of like variable that would like set her off. She'd be like, what was that? What was that? Why are you slamming things? Like yo, my mom's the same. She still is to this day. I swear to God, she hates noise. And I'm like, yo mom, like you're not doing anything. Like relax. Right. And so that subconsciously ingrains in our, in our mind, like, oh, if somebody's making noise, they're angry. If somebody's yes. stomping, they're upset. And that energy will stick with you. But again, why is she upset about it? Why? Exactly. Like where, like once you start to peel the onion, it's like never ending, right? Like mm-hmm. it's never ending. When you start to realize like why you act, why you say things, why you react certain way. It's like, okay, but why? Like, what is it? And I think like, you know, now I've become so much more aware of that you know like she's just acting and reacting from 
her, what she learned. And, what her childhood um, is. Right. And I mean, you know, and I think it was actually this summer. She was like, I don't know why I was so impatient with you guys. I don't know why I'm so impatient. My mom literally would kill for me and my brothers or my kids. Like she, and I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. She I would think do any anything. good mom would, you know? Yes. However, my mom also can be very fucking impatient with kids. And even when I was growing up, but still, like, she would fuck, she would slit somebody's throat if they ever did anything to us. You know what I mean? Like, she mm-hmm. would kill somebody. So it's kind of like, okay, but she, it's kind of, she, and I mean, I know, I, and I don't want to just talk about her, but I can oh, only fine. speak for myself and what I see. And I, and she used to say, like, she told me this summer she's like I don't know why I've been so impatient I'm like well was your dad impatient right and she's like yeah my dad was like that too and I'm like let's track it down yeah you know but where but it's kind of like why are we impatient why are we actually impatient is it because we're tired of going above and beyond for other people you know not taking care of ourselves not putting ourselves first not taking care of ourselves so that we can be able to take care of other people mm-hmm. like what is it why are we impatient like what is making us react that way what have we cuz if we took on the energy of being impatient we probably took on the habits too that makes that make us impatient you know what i mean like that's what i'm saying like once we start to peel that onion it's like it's never I mean, I, I, and it could be, I'm just saying maybe it's never ending because I'm in the midst of it, Yeah. you know, and I'm peeling that onion and getting to, you know, my core and why I feel the way I feel, you know, all this anxiety and, ugh, and, and I used to say, oh, it's because I'm sensitive to energy. Well, no, it's a little bit more than that, you know? Yeah. It's a it's little bit more than that. You're like being faced with the reality that your life is and like, you know, I just like when I moved up here to Philly, I never thought that I would move back up here, but the universe um, told me, you know what, you're done living in all these warm places, shoving your, your family trauma under the rug. You're, you're at the beach, you're in the sun, you're living your life. You're great, but you're, you're not dealing with any of your issues. So now when I see now, when I got up here, I'm like, I have this strong urge, this desire to, to spend time with my two grandmothers who are still alive. You're very my grandfathers aren't, uh, I never really had grandfathers cause my one grandfather died when I was like 11, which is a whole other thing. Like, I think he's my spirit guide, but just to paint a picture, like I, I haven't lived around family since I was like 18 in high school. And so now when I like hang out with my dad, I'm like asking him questions about his childhood. And he, he doesn't think it's weird, but, like, it's going to get to the point where he's, like, why are you asking all these questions? <laughs> I'm trying to, like, get down to, like, the nitty-gritty. I'm, like, investigation mode. Right. Like, but I think if you just look at yourself, yeah. you'll find the answers. And I think, like, for me, like, going through the sound and return is – that's a huge, huge um, subject, I guess I could call it. Like, really – like, cause I, 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 I can trust my own intuition. I know when somebody's lying to me, like mm-hmm. you can't lie to me. Sorry guys. Like you can drive, like, you know, I see right through you. I can feel it. I can yeah. sense when somebody's lying. Like I can't help it. 100%. And I guess that's a, you know, that, that's a blessing and a curse, you know, but I think that's a huge lesson for me too, is really just trusting my gut and not letting my analytical mind or my patterns and my conditioning take over instead 
right you know like we have the really choice to listening to my away. body yeah. really listening to my body because we really do have all the answers within and i think you know even the Saturn return now is really making me question because i'm sure you've noticed i channel messages very differently than i did you know almost two years ago you know i ain't your guru i ain't your you know your your own personal crystal ball like you gotta learn to make your own decisions you know you gotta learn to trust your own intuition and how my messages reflect you know on you and what's going on in your life because i'm done telling people if you're going to get married by the time you're 30 i don't do that anymore i don't th i don't think it's it's because it can become unhealthy Be people start becoming codependent and you know on your messages to make decisions or to do this or to do that you know mm -hmm. so and that's a huge thing for me like um just like i used to go to psychics all the time i don't do that anymore right. you know because i'm like I actually, you know, I am in a co-creation, you know, with myself and with the space that's between me and the lamp here and the wall, you know, I'm in the co-creation process with God. Um, and that's all I need to know. Right. I think that, yeah. I think that what like you're saying and you know what we were talking about, um, like a few weeks ago, um, how we tend to want to run away and <laughs> how anything can be running away. Running away could be going to a psychic and trying to find a quick fix or mm -hmm. running away could be going on this trip to Bali for me that didn't work out, that just fell to crumble, you know? Well, or, I mean, look, I was supposed to go to Miami in November. Exactly. And, yeah. you know, it just, there was something like, I was like, yes, let's do it. Like, let's go, you know, book the Airbnb, gonna do all this and that. And then I was like, why do I do this? Like I do this every single, like all my whole life. I've always been running away, trying to sweep things under the rug. And I mean, me and Egypt got super sick at the end of November, which was going to coincide with the trip. I had ear infections and mm -hmm. like she, you know, we had to push back some of her appointments for her shots. So it didn't, it didn't end up working out and that's fine. You know, yeah. I mean, Miami's not going anywhere. I can go next year, if anything, whatever. But you know, again, it's a huge thing for me as well. Like, I used to be like an open book, you know, and I feel like I don't, it's not that I don't want to be vulnerable anymore or anything like that. I definitely do, but I, I don't know. Do you want to talk about that a little bit though? Like, um, cause I know that when you were going through a lot of these changes with moving and, um, mm -hmm and your pregnancy and whatever you stepped away from social media you mm -hmm. stepped away from doing live readings you stepped away yeah. from even posting and you just posted memes and which i found really awesome because your your social media presence definitely shifted and mm -hmm. you're you're yeah, following sure. to you know just if you could talk a little bit about what kind of messages you received from your highest self what what and why you did that and now how you came out through to the other side like what were you doing through that point through that time <clears throat> um okay so i conceived egypt last so september of 2018 yeah so egypt was conceived in september and at the time i was doing a lot of well i started doing group challenges you know manifesting you know that sort of thing and i was on a roll man like i was making so much dough at the time like it was crazy 
And I mean, it's not just about the money, but like, I was really on a roll. That's like, important to Sagittarius though. Hell yeah. Like, like, yo. You don't get money and shit. But you have to understand like, uh, and that's a huge, like, that was a huge accomplishment for me because, you know, I was ingrained from a very young age. Like you have to be a doctor or a lawyer, you know, have like, you know, formal education. It's not to say the formal education is not important. Right. But that's just not for me. It's just not like, and, and I mean, I say that now, but I'm like, sometimes I'm like, Oh, you know, eventually I might actually do, you know, a BA in psychology or something like that. Because I'm just now that I'm 30 years old or about to be 30, I'm like, I'm naturally drawn to it. Like I actually like that subject now. Like that's something that's very interesting to me. Right. But I'm again, this is all maybes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, and again, <laughs> And that was a huge accomplishment for me because I was like, man, like I'm making bank, like I'm doing good, you know, things are good. And being so financially dependent on a man in the past. And now I'm like, right. can't touch me, you know? So anyways, I was doing that for a bit. And then during, if I look back and like my conception date would have been around the time that I started that challenge. And I was like, I was doing, you know, personal readings and I was, you know, writing that up and posting that and I was so busy and I was just like, okay, I'm going to go live. And then I was like, you know what, actually, no, I'm not. Because like physically it was like, I was like, it was like hitting a wall. I was like, no, I can't, I can't. Like I'm doing a lot right now. Like I'm going to burn out if I do that, you know? And you didn't know that you were pregnant at this time. No. That's the craziest thing. And I was like, I just, there was something in me every time I wanted to go live, I was like, no, like you can't go live. So I didn't a few, a couple weeks after I kept saying like, ah, I can't go live. Like something's just not, doesn't feel right. Like you can't do it. And I found out I was pregnant October 12th. And I mean, I was like a week late by then. I had so many symptoms, like my boobs were leaking already. Like I had like inflammation bleeding, all these sorts of things. And then I was like, oh, that's why I didn't feel like I could, you know, there was literally something in my body. And from there, I was like, I'm not forcing nothing because, you know, I don't want to take on other people's energy too much, right? So yeah. I was doing personal readings and that sort of thing. And I mean, then the nausea kicked in and I was like, nope. Like, mm-hmm. And luckily, like I have very, very easy pregnancies. Like I didn't even throw up once for Egypt. I was just wow. very queasy. No, I don't throw up during my, I think I threw up once with my son. And I, I mean, actually, I did somewhat throw up once with Egypt, but it's because I was in a coughing fit. I was sick, mm-hmm. but I wasn't even nauseous or anything like that. No, there was no vomiting, nothing. You know, I, I'm literally nauseous for a week with my babies and that's a, like, wow. Why. That's fucking However, amazing. it's very hard on my mental. Like I get like super like moody PMS. I cry all the time. Like I'm like super unmotivated. Like I just want to sleep. Like I'm just, I'm lazy. I get lazy. Like it's crazy. I hate it. And it's like the opposite of like what a Sagittarius is, right? Yeah. But that's exactly what I'm saying is that I think that the energy, the energy of, of her was like, no, you need to, you need to chill and rest. So yeah, that's kind of how it happened. And then the thing with my neighbor started getting worse and worse and worse at the time. I was just like, oh, you know, as much as it kind of sucked to move back in with my parents. And the reason why was because we couldn't find a place in time. You know, there's a bit of like a shortage of rentals where, you know, where the area we were looking in. But it turned out great, to be honest with you. I mean, you know, it's not really fun to live with your parents when you're 30 years old. 
But at the same time, I try to look at the bright side. My son's in a school, in a new school. He absolutely loves it. For the first time, he's doing really well. His teacher has zero complaints. He actually had never, every day for years, he would be like, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. You know, it's normal. Like he looks forward to the weekend, which I think is normal for a child, but never says, I don't want to go to school today. That's so you know, good. And that's huge to me anyways. And I get zero complaints from his teacher. We met last week. She was like, yeah. I have nothing bad to say. Joel's great. Wow. And I'm like, wow, I've never yeah. heard that, you know, from any of his teachers. So, you know, Maybe it all worked. To, to help, help all you guys in v- many different ways. And I think that we, we tend to like judge ourselves and label ourselves mm-hmm. and say, oh, I, I never thought that I would, you know, or live with my parents or I never thought that I would move back up north to be closer to my my family but it felt right and it's it's so funny that we're we're in the same exact kind of scenario and it's like oh well why 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 does society make make us feel like we are putting our life on hold just just because you know we need more support or we need we need more family energy or whatever um and you know what like in the moment it never makes sense And it's like a year later when you look back, you're like, man, like I dodged a bullet or, you know, that was a blessing in disguise. And I definitely think it was because again, you know, I feel like I'm like being coy and stuff like that, but you know, in due time, I'll I'll talk about it more, I guess. Dude, you're good. So question (laughs) about like when, when you were going through the depression and the anxiety and the shadow work what were some tools and some rituals and some things that you did that just helped you get out of that, that kind of low mind state for people who are um, listening? Does punching a couch count? Like, yes. I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, that's, sometimes I would be, and it was often like in the middle of the night, you know, cause Egypt was waking up for a while. Right. Like now she's sleeping through the night. Things are good. Well, I mean, you know we still have off days or whatever mm-hmm. um but you know a newborn man like they gotta eat every three hours <laughs> sometimes even every two um <clears throat> mind you it didn't really last long but I was so exhausted and you know certain things were happening and it just it, and like I was just sitting there you know it's like two o'clock in the morning and then I'm feeding my baby and I would put her back down and try to go back to sleep and it's like I can't sleep and then you know I start thinking so I would go downstairs and I would just like stop like uncontrollably just like you know so angry and just like how did I fucking get here you know and then I would just like sometimes get so mad I would start punching like a couch like literally because it's it's all I could do or else I would be punching make a hole in my mom's wall I mean so I it's literally energy what you're what you just described is like so much yeah. knotted energy that yeah, yeah like dude sometimes I have to punch my bed sometimes I need to go for a run even though I kind of hate running sometimes I need to like curse and scream in my room like a, like a crazy person but like yeah. and I think having Egypt was you know a nice solace and I'm like I don't want to say like you know not having or having Joe wasn't like, but Joe's like eight years old. Like he's so independent. Like he's just like, he's, he's kamikaze. Like he's just like a ping pong ball. <laughs> he's, you know, crazy. He was playing outside and he was gone for uh, a part of the summer to be with his dad. Right. So, and I, going back to my point, I think having Egypt 
was again such a blessing in disguise because when I got pregnant I had just booked a trip to go you know to Jamaica again for my birthday you know right and I got pregnant with the Zika virus we just canceled it and having her really took my mind off of feeling like an epic failure I actually have to be like in like a zone almost like to mm-hmm. channel a message and it's funny because I didn't post anything today I didn't feel like it I was tired when I woke up mm-hmm. and but this card this blessing card has been coming up so much for me like every time I shuffle the deck it comes out and sometimes I don't even like post it because I'm like it keeps coming out like I don't want to look like I'm just posting a blessings card right but it keeps coming out the blessings, like the blessings in disguise. And I mean, it, it could go so, so many, so many ways. And that's why I often mix like an Oracle and a tarot card, just because there's such different energies and <laughs> that stupid hangman card, it keeps coming up for me. Hanged man, you know, justice tower. I don't know about you. Yeah. Ten of swords. It's all yeah, like yeah. Those, those earth, you know, those, negative cards that's what you want to call it right I don't necessarily see it as negative cards it's just they are a little bit harsher they're not ten of cups energies where everybody's trying you know dancing under a rainbow and you know got unicorns running around with butterflies and stuff like that um but again I don't know about you you know how you've been feeling now that Saturn's you know getting further and further away from our degree in which it was when we were born. Um, but I definitely been feeling somewhat lighter, especially like in the last like week or two. Um, so maybe that is why the blessings card is kind of, you know, maybe we're getting some sort of payback and that sort of thing. And I don't know, man, like Saturn returns really humbled me. Like, you know, as much as I am a creator, I'm, I'm becoming more and more conscious of like how I'm, I have a hard time putting it into words. It's kind of like grounded, but also open. Like I kind of like see or feel the energy of God almost. And and I don't want to sound pretentious when I say this, but I hear you. I hear you completely. Like almost like a, like a, a guide that's like walking side by side with me like that's how it feels 100 percent. i literally just fucking wrote about this shit last night in my iphone notes legitimately i was like i'm not alone i feel like i feel like there's many people around me watching my life through oh i got just like um, i just got crazy shivers like literally all on my like my left side of uh, the right side of my face like on my my right side of the body just shivered like crazy and that's really how it's it feels like i feel like I don't know. It's weird. Like I feel like I'm in a movie sometimes, but it's it's not <laughs> that. It's just it's just a very surreal feeling. Like yep. like I often compare like God or whatever to like gravity. Like if it wasn't for gravity, you'd be shoot out like shot out in space or you'd be floating, right? But it's like no, like it's it's all around us. Like it's it's there. And I don't think I've ever understood the concept as much as I do now about you know, co-creation and being one with the universe and that sort of thing. Like I've always been connected, but I feel it now more than ever. And I think a lot of it has to do with coming out on the other side of like, 
you know, that exact degree in Saturn. But again, I, like, I know it's not over and we still right. have a year of it, but it's definitely a little bit easier, yeah. you know? And like, now it's like, I feel like now it's like, okay, now you understand what we've been trying to tell you. Like now you find, we finally got your attention. So what are we going to do next? You know, yeah. and that's kind of how it feels. So I'm often reminded, even if I let my mind kind of like go off track or if I start thinking negatively or, you know, who is me type of energy, I, it's kind of like all of a sudden it's like, shut up, you know, remember who you are. You Snap know, like that's it, the, yeah. yeah, it's kind of like that energy of like, no, remember what you went through and now the knowledge that you have, what are you going to do with that? Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of how it feels. I, I hope that, you know, yeah, makes sense no, to people that are listening. A hundred percent. Like the shit that we've been through is a testament to how strong we are. So it actually makes our, like our muscles for all the bullshit that comes through like, Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. And it makes you stronger. Like, I know it's a cliche term, like what, what doesn't no. kill you makes you stronger, but literally it, it's everything you're saying. And to, to kind of agree with what you were just saying with seeing your life as a movie um, I have, I have these moments where I kind of step out of my body and I kind of feel like an alien of some sort. And I'm kind of looking into my life as a spirit guide or as a soul or as my highest self. And I'm like, who are you? Like, what are you doing? Why are you acting this way? And I literally kind of have out of body experiences. They don't last a long time, but it's very random. And that's how you just said, like, I feel like my life is a movie and and you you can see it through the audience perspective and it's not your perspective it's like all these different types of people who are looking at it and you're seeing symbolism and you're seeing like foreshadowing and it's like you're watching this film in front of you yeah and like i find like me slowing down quite a bit like with my instagram and just like what i'm posting um has really made me slow down and remember like to look for signs, like not to look for signs, but that literally God speaks to us constantly. Call it God, the angels, you know, I don't give a shit. Like you can call it whatever you want. To me, it's somewhat of the, you know, the same thing, but it's like, like, let's say like the summer, um, I saw like two grasshoppers and I was like, oh, what does grasshopper mean? And I Googled it and it was, you know, all about luck and all these sorts of things, prosperity. And then I went to pick up my son at like his, um, his day camp and then a car cut me off, you know, and there was 888 on the license plate. And then I saw some, another number and it was all about receiving blessings. And the next day I got like a huge, uh, you know, anyways, some windfall. I don't even know where the fuck that came from, but you know, it <laughs> was like, it. like God really does speak to us, and like God really does leave signs everywhere for us, you know. And if seriously, pay attention to it, and pay attention to our own intuition and what it may mean. And it's like, I think I've had so many occurrences and you know situations that have happened where. I'm like, I cannot deny the presence of something, an infinite intelligence that is constantly shifting and working things in my favor, even if I don't like it, you know, it always, everything happens for a reason. There's always, you know, any 
anything that doesn't work out is a redirection. Exactly. Exactly. Because maybe because we didn't know any better, maybe because, you know, we're letting our past conditionings get in the way of, you know, our us evolving or take, you know, staying on the right path or the right track. And I mean, I think it's, it's important not to confuse that with ego, you know, because I think, especially when we're going through such a tough time, we have a tendency to blame ourselves when in, you know, our higher self or divine truth, like everything's happening the way it should be. Mm-hmm. It's all for our soul's growth. So I don't want to mean that in the sense of like, we made a mistake. I don't really wow. believe in mistakes, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I think everything serves a purpose. Um, so, you know, and please don't, you know, no, what you just said that. is completely right. It's a redirection. It's right. And, <laughs> like, and we're not to distort that with like, you know, but again, even that I, I do believe there's a higher um, reason for why things happen, you know, yeah. good and bad, yeah. to be honest. hundred percent. Like, like me losing my apartment in Miami, becoming homeless, needing to move up here. Everything was happening almost like, like scenes of a movie. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Like, and you know, for anyone who's listening right now, losing a job, get like losing your relationship losing an apartment you know getting in debt everything is leading us to some new opportunity or leading us to someone who has connections to something that we're looking for if we just open our eyes and like you're saying look at all the symbols and all the signs and that actually for me it connects me to gratitude and this like kind of life buzzed feeling like when I open Mm -hmm. my eyes for example like when I'm when I was at the cemetery I go to the cemetery quite frequently because it's like right by my house in the same week I saw two ladybugs crawling all over me at the cemetery and then a hawk a huge hawk you don't see hawks all the time in in Philly swoop down onto the cemetery onto the tombstone looked at me in the eyes I've never looked at a bird like that in the eyes and I was like if this isn't a symbol I don't know what it is and that's no absolutely and that's spirit that's you know passed on loved ones god whatever and it's i think more and more people are beginning to see synchronicity you know numbers and when i say numbers i don't just mean like 999 or 1111 like it can be any number like i've been having repeating certain repeating numbers that have been showing up for me since the summer and i'm i'm just astounded at how accurate some of these descriptions are and how it reflects on my life i can't deny it like i can't i can't sit here and lie but but still like even though i am very open i am very grounded very connected i still sometimes i'm like in disbelief like how can this be right yeah how can this be but i and, and, and i think like even being understanding astrology a little bit more now and you know just seeing how everything is connected. Like I can't, you can't make it up. And I mean, but again, it's very important to be I don't I don't want to say grounded, but aware of being careful not to get dependent or codependent on right. Like too wrapped you know, up in that shit. Exactly. You know, because I think I was very much wrapped up in it for a while and, you know, I got a rude awakening. I got hit in the head by whether, you know, a steel pole here. Okay. Like, you know, <laughs> get jazz down, you know, it's important to be 
grounded and to use discernment, not judgment, but discernment when you are, even if you have your own decks or, you know, watching YouTube videos, there's such a thing as synchronicity where certain things come up and it's like the accuracy is astounding, right? Like that message is for you. But if you're constantly looking for validation, right, it can become very addictive yeah. and you know, it can even be like an emotional addiction. Mm-hmm. I know, think because after a while right. you don't get that high anymore and then you keep looking and looking and looking and looking and then it just is never ending it's a vicious cycle you have to be careful it's an addiction you know? it's an addiction um I had it's to stop terrible. I had to like stop watching I was binging a lot uh, on on readings and I was like I can use this energy to listen to some podcasts and I started to shift myself away from binging on the readings so I was like what am I looking for you know I'm still in the midst of it right? And it's, it's not about the destination. It's always about the journey, you know? And I think that's important that we remind people of that because we're, we put our goals and where we want to be at so high on a pedestal sometimes that we feel it's unattainable, you know? It's like in my reading I posted the other day, if you want to learn how to surf, you want to be a surfer, you're not going to go ride a 30 foot wave. No, you're going to start by paddling, you know, many baby waves, right? It's one, you know, baby steps, one step at a time, you know, don't put your goals too high on a pedestal, not even people, because you'd be surprised, you know, like we all got problems. We all have a shadow side. We, no, no, we're all living under the same sky, dealing with the same energies. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Look at, I don't know if you follow Brene Brown. Yeah, you know, I love her. Something not long ago, she hadn't posted in months and she, she was feeling it too. She, mm. It was very vulnerable. So like I've been feeling these energies and, you know, feeling kind of helpless, like how she could actually help, you know, like the violence in America and, you know, shootings and stuff like that. She was very much affected. Like we are all affected. Don't ever think because somebody has money or they're married or they have what you have that their life is easy because life is not, it's not always easy. Everyone is suffering. Everyone's suffering. Just like how Buddhism. The same shit. But I think the advantage with, um, our generation and like the generations um, after us is we have the internet now mm-hmm. as much as people are like man fuck the internet like internet's toxic I believe the internet came into being for a higher purpose a higher reason because we're moving into the age of Aquarius right and Aquarius is all about technology future thinking future planning humanity right and I, I think it's it's not even a coincidence that the internet came around this you know the age of Aquarius and it's we are so lucky that we live in this era like we are we are fucking we're in a wild fucking time right now we really are and i i think you know it's it's more and more and more you're gonna see people come together and i don't think world peace is that far-fetched to be honest with you and i mean i had a vision not long ago and i mean i know we're gonna end this i had a vision of like because anyways, I heard, overheard some people, you know, saying some racist shit about, you know, the Middle East. And because we have a lot of um, people that come to Canada, like uh, refugees from all these places. Um, forget the name of the country. I don't know why I'm having such a blank right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I actually saw like the Middle East being in peace. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look right now in Iran, like they cut off the Internet. And, you know, it's, it's chaos over there. I mean, it's been for a while, but I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be alive to see it, but I think she might be like, wow. we will see yeah. peace on earth. 
like mm-hmm. it's coming. I think that I know it sounds yeah. very far-fetched for me to say that, but I fucking saw, I seen it. People are going to be able to be free to be, to accept, you know, differences culturally, religiously. I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but I know I saw it. I saw people walking in peace in the Middle East. What's wow. Yeah. And I, and I don't powerful. think it's just going to be in the Middle East. I think it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. And social media can be a catalyst to help that happen. You know what I mean? I think that we're coming out of that, that, um, the, the way that it was in the beginning with Instagram and Facebook and whatever, it was very materialistic. And now we're moving into like the more, um, enlightened kind of conscious way of using it. And and it, it really does begin with healing ourselves, you know? it change comes with us you know starts with us and i know your north node is an aquarius too right is it so are we the same i believe so because it's 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 sort of like a a long like it's like a year and a half or two years like Mm, between like people i highly recommend you look that up because i find like a lot of your work is about healing as well and like humanity and that sort of thing there's a book it's called astrology for the soul highly recommend it oh okay I'll put that in the show notes for everybody too. All right, cool. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that episode of Vibe Within. I hope it resonated with you. I hope you enjoyed it with whatever you're doing in life when you're listening to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying yourself and you are tapping into that flow state and that well-being feeling that tapped in feeling that I'm taking care of myself feeling so yeah and I get annoyed sometimes having to ask you guys to rate and review and subscribe so I'm not going to maybe this is my way of not saying that (laughs) in a way that I kind of am saying that (laughs) my brain I think it's Pluto and Saturn conjunction that's been kind of making me feel a little weird and out there and just like foggy but like feeling good. Yeah, foggy but feeling good. Anybody else resonate with that? Let me know. So thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the rest of this song and if you resonated with Emma, you can follow her on Instagram, Evolve with Emma.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.